Christ for you in word and song. We are the messenger of good news. AM 850 KFUO. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. And it's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. How you doing? Hi, Gary. Doing real well. Another one of those important Sundays coming up in the Christian year this Sunday. This is Holy Trinity Sunday. Probably, as close as I can figure, the only Sunday that's named for a doctrine rather than an event. I didn't think about that before. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Trinity Sunday does acknowledge the God that is the one in three and three in one. This faith in the triune God is expressed in the Apostles' Creed. I understand the Apostles' Creed isn't in the Bible, but everything the Apostles' Creed says is in the Bible. What's interesting, we can hear about this faith, um, as I'm suggesting today, in a very unexpected place, in what we call the Navy Hymn. So I'm going to explain it all to you, okay? Sounds great. And then I remember one charathon a couple years ago where uh, Mark Hawk and I were on the air. We also had the chaplain of the the uh, Armed Forces chaplain here yeah, on the air yeah. with us, and uh, Mark wanted to make a point to play the Navy hymn in honor of his father, who was in the Navy in World War II. Mark and I share a story. My dad was in the Navy in World War II. All right, let, let me just give you a little bit of background here. As we learned a couple of weeks ago from the story of the Wesleys, sometimes hymns are a better way to preach to people than reading, even if it's reading the Bible. The Wesleys were preaching to people who could not read. The hymn books composed for those who travel, especially for sailors, give those who were busy a faith to sing. And that's an interesting way of looking at it, too. Uh, the most popular of these Mariner's hymns is Eternal Father Strong to Save. This hymn became associated with the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, and that's how it got the name Navy Hymn. There are many verses written for this hymn, but the verses that are familiar to us today contain prayers for those who are in the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force. But these verses are prayed in consecutive order to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So isn't this perfect? We have Memorial Day weekend this Sunday, and we have the Feast of the Holy Trinity this Sunday. I can't find a hymn other than the Eternal Father Strong to Save that puts both of these themes together so well. So let me give you the three verses to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Eternal Father, strong to save, whose arm hath bound the restless wave, who bids the mighty ocean deep its own appointed limits keep. Oh, hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. Well, all authority in heaven and on earth comes from from God, our Creator. Those with civil authority serve the Lord as they do their work. Here, let me give you an illustration from the Bible. Do you remember the story of the Roman centurion who asked Jesus to heal his servant uh, who was at home suffering terribly? It's a little story from St. Matthew's Gospel. Jesus replied when the centurion sent some messengers to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I, too, am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. 
so we can say the Roman centurion got it, <laughs> while many around him still thought that they had the power to be in charge. The Roman centurion said, only God has the power to be in charge, and we are his servants. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's the eternal for Father Strong to save. Second verse, the one that's uh, sung for those who are serving the army. O Christ, the Lord of hill and plain, o'er which our traffic runs amain, by mountain pass of valley low, wherever, Lord, thy people go, protect them by thy guarding hand from every peril in the land. Jesus taught his disciples and us shortly before he was arrested and suffered and died and rose again on the third day. He knew all this was happening, and he said to his disciples, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And Gary, I don't think anyone understands more clearly what Jesus was teaching us here as those who serve in the military. And, and the real challenge for us is how can we figure out in our daily lives to serve loving our neighbors in the same way that Jesus loved us first? And maybe those who serve in the military who we know, and that could be in many cases our own relatives, have taught us an important lesson by the service that they did for our country. Right. So you talk about love thy neighbor as Jesus yeah. loved us. Well, Jesus died for us. As we go into this holiday weekend also, we want to think about those soldiers. And I know I know this is what you're alluding to, that right. they, they go there to protect our country, but they put their life on the line right. for us. They put their life on the line for us. And, and so they understand, as I said, you know, in a way that's more amazing than anything we normally have to face. Right. What it's like to literally understand what Jesus has to say, to lay down your life for your friends. Can you imagine if that was your job? Third verse to those people who serve in the Air Force. O Spirit whom the Father sent to spread abroad the firmament, O wind of heaven, by thy might save all who dare the eagle's flight and keep them by thy watchful care from every peril in the air. And um, as I've said about the Holy Spirit on a number of occasions, Jesus sent the Spirit to be the counselor, the comforter, the helper, depending on which translation you're uh, reading. For us, while we await his coming again on the last day, in the meantime, we need to learn lessons from those who serve. As St. Paul uh, said in some words that he spoke to uh, his uh, servants and uh, disciples, Timothy, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civil pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. There's a contrast intentionally that St. Paul's making here between those who are following Jesus and those who followed uh, the Roman emperor Caesar. Roman soldiers were all about getting those in their communities to obey what was decreed by the emperor. That was it. You obeyed, and if you obeyed, you were okay. If you didn't obey, you were in trouble. Christian soldiers, on the other hand, are recruited to follow Jesus, the King of Kings, by giving up their own lives to redeem those who surround them. Very radical in many ways. If we understood our Christian calling in that way, 
that would be uh, that would be an amazing advancement in our understanding of what the truth really is, having to do with the kingdom of God. Maybe those who serve in the military teach us how to do that the best, and how to follow the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we conclude this I segment? I would. Let's see what we got here. Lord, we thank you that you have created, redeemed, and restored your creation so that your steadfast love within and around us may live forever. Teach us to live this life as disciples and followers of our Lord Jesus. For we pray in the name of this triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, next week we have an interesting little challenge. We're going to listen to a hymn that was written almost 80 years ago now for the dedication of a church in New York City. And that church was formed to serve the poor and the suffering during the Great Depression and World War II. The hymn was written by a pastor by the name of Harry Emerson Fosdick, who probably wouldn't have been a pastor in our denomination. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He, he was, uh, what do we call that now in this day in this day and age? Progressive. Okay, okay. charismatic? Uh, no, no, he wasn't that. He was progressive in, in the political terminology we use today. Okay. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he wrote was, was very psychologically based and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that his hymn has become so popular now that most of us have sung it without understanding any of Harry Emerson Fosdick's political uh, affiliations and uh, and uh, understandings of uh, how you're supposed to follow Jesus. And the hymn is called God of Grace and God of Glory. Okay. And that's what we're going to work on for next week. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. God's blessing to your week, Gary. And blessings to you as well. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course our talk programs, including this segment, available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio.